Welcome to another Caring Support Podcast. This week, we have a true superstar in healthcare on, and really looking forward to, to uh, chatting with Mary today. She is an incredible woman, and she started her whole new business on her own, and even celebrated a recent win with the client she got. So I think this is absolutely amazing. So maybe for the benefit of our audience, for those few that don't know you, maybe you could introduce <laughs> yourself, Mary. That would be great. Thank you. For sure. Thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast. Very exciting. Uh, uh, as you said, my name is Miri, Miri Hadass Kohler. Uh, I'm a wife, a mother, a daughter, a sister. I'm a, an immigrant to Canada from Israel. Uh, I am a lover of people and working uh, together as a team. I've been in the senior housing sector now for the past 17 years on the retirement home side of the sector. Um, and like most of my friends and colleagues from the sector, I really love it and find it very meaningful and, and fulfilling to be part of the sector. And when I joined the sector 17 years ago, it was uh, uh, as a part of a two and a half people group that started Greenwood Retirement Communities. Um, when I left there after 14 years, we had eight operating retirement homes. I was the president of the company and, and I really loved my team and, and uh, the culture that we built together. Three years ago, I became the CEO of Yihong Seniors Living. It was a subsidiary of the Yihong uh, charity. Um, and we were tasked with creating a retirement home um, branded, uh, uh, sorry, a <laughs> Yihong branded retirement homes. Uh, and yeah, the economic situation uh, meant that the project was put on hold. And so a month ago, after leaving Yiho, I started my own company. It's called Clear Path. And for the first time in my life, I am not an employee. I'm a business owner. Um, ClearPath is a management and consulting company, uh, specifically in the retirement home sector. We help owners and developers plan and manage their retirement home operations. Um, just to explain what that means for a minute, uh, there are a lot of people who want to come into the sector. They want to build a retirement home either because they're a developer and they've always built houses and now they want to build a retirement home or they're a part of a specific ethnic group or a specific immigrant country and they want to build a retirement home specific for their community and they're not from the sector. Uh, and that's where we can step in and teach them and get them started so that they you know, can go ahead and build their own retirement home. That's, that's the vision for ClearPath. Well, that's pretty amazing. Um, what a story. And we're looking forward to uncovering <laughs> more for sure. But, you know, Mary, you have a lovely demeanor. And, um, you know, <laughs> I know when you were part of Yihong is when I'd reached out at first to you and that. And so I'm really glad we're we're doing this because I we would love to share not only the story and about who you are and what makes you amazing, but we also want to make sure our audience understands this is what you're doing now and why they should reach out to you. Uh, with all that extensive experience, you have a lot to offer and help people, especially if they're new to it or they're feeling overwhelmed. And so, yeah, so let's get started. Kelly's going to ask the questions. So you immigrated to Canada from Israel 17 years ago. 
And right now we are seeing where there are a lot of people are doing that same thing right now. They are immigrating to Canada um, to come and work. A lot of healthcare workers looking to get back into the field. Can you tell us what that experience was like for you and maybe give some advice or tips for people in the process of immigrating to Canada? Yeah, sure. Immigration is hard. It is hard. And, and, you know, even for people like my husband and I, we were not escaping any hardship. We, we came him here. I was 40, so I had a career behind me, education. We spoke English. We had some savings. And still, it's, it's like it's like being a teenager again. You know, all of your all of our job experience meant nothing here. All of our education meant nothing here. And, you know, we had to get a driver's license to pass a test, a driving test. It was totally, you know, first time you go to the bank with your parents, we had to do that alone. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was, it was a whole, a whole new way of, of doing things. And, and, you know, when we wanted to rent our first condo, we didn't have any credit history. We didn't have any uh, experience in renting. So it was hard to get somebody to, to, to rent us uh, our first condo. We, actually, my husband is a PhD in, in chemistry. So we actually wow. wrote our name, Dr. Avi Kohler, because that made, uh, <laughs> you know, it gave us, uh, made us seem more legit. So, so yeah, it, it's, it's really hard. And so I always tell people, if, if you're not a strong couple, if you're not good friends with your husband, don't do this together because you really, you really need the, the teamwork here. You really need someone to rely on. I couldn't have done this without the love and support of my husband. Um, and in, in terms of tip, you know, one thing that comes to my mind is uh, in our first years, I would constantly listen to the CBC because as someone who was new here, I was missing so much of the context. I knew nothing of the culture, nothing of the history. So having CBC in the background all the time meant that I, I learned so much about Canada, about you know the culture, the, the people, who, you know the slang. The, I learned tons from just listening to the radio, and 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 um, it, it made me feel more at home. I, I knew what what people were talking about. So I guess. My two tips for for coming here: get a, get a good get a good partner and listen to the radio. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. You know, it's interesting, Mary, because in our community, um, my main business partner and I we love to network, and uh, I absolutely live for it. And uh, one of the the areas that I love to help is immigrants, and it's through our actions. So one of the one of the things that we've been pushing hard for in our platform to to build, and we've pretty well secured the funding for that and it's going to launch this year is an immigration channel because it's going to be all about how do we help with immigrants with their needs to find a consultant immigrant and settlement agency what schooling everything all in one place bang 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 and then make it so much easier for them to get a job with a healthcare organization so whether that's you know long-term care retirement hospitals hospice home care whatever um yeah it's exciting but you're right and i tell people one of the biggest challenges with a lot of immigrants is a lack of confidence. Everything's new. It's yeah. scary. Um, yeah. Right. So, yeah. No, thanks for sharing yeah, that. You know, the radio, the radio, that's a good idea. I never <laughs> thought of that. 
yeah count. and you know yeah. uh, uh, when you when you do your uh, uh, your consulting uh, remember the day to day you know I, I did not know what a winter jacket was i come i'm i'm from a country where the coldest it gets is 15. Uh, yeah. I, I, I needed somebody to go to Sears with me and show me this is a winter jacket. This is what you're looking for. So yes, uh, immigrants need way more than just uh, the job and, and, the, and the professional. It's, it's the everything. Yeah. You know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny in, in, our world, in our world, when it gets to near 15 degrees, everyone's going, well, the patio weather's coming around. And you're like, <laughs> Probably to you, you're like, are you guys crazy? Yes. <laughs> I know. I, I wore exactly. flip-flops out to take my kids to the bus this morning, and I was just like, it's summer. We're going. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's warm now. We're, we're raring for summer. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Did you always plan to work in seniors' care when you immigrated to Canada, or is that something that you were like, maybe we're going to give this a shot? Yeah, so the answer is no. <laughs> and hear that, how I said that in Canadian? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, uh, my experience, my experience uh, when I came to Canada, when, um, in Israel, I was in, in real estate development. I worked in a real estate development company. Um, uh, so that was my background. And uh, um, when I came here, uh, I was hired into this, family, Israeli family, real estate investment company. Um, uh, we were two and a half people. Uh, and the idea was, was to be investors, to buy real estate, uh, shopping plazas, industrial building. But when I joined, like I said, I was the third uh, person in the company. Um, they already were invested in one retirement home and they were a partner in a, in a, a 30% partner in the second retirement home, but they were, we were uh, investors. We weren't involved in the day-to-day. Um, but as we continued to look for investments in Canada, we really liked the retirement home sector. And the more we invested in the sector, uh, we felt the need to actually manage our own. And that's when we went from being two and a half people uh, just being landlords, we formed Greenwood, uh, and yeah, I was the CEO. We hired uh, the whole team under us, and 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 that's how I found myself in the in the senior housing sector. Uh, I did not have any background in it, but like many people in this sector, you, once you get in, it's it, you know you fall in love. It's it's such a meaningful uh, kind of work that that yeah, you just fall in love with it. That's awesome. You know, the other thing too, Mary, is I think what it gave you is some perspective and objectivity. Um, because very often when we're working in something for a long period of time, we're so immersed in it that all of a sudden a fresh perspective shows up and a lot of people will go, oh my God, I never thought of that. Right. Or yeah. whatever. And yeah. I think that's, you know, and then with that accumulation of so much experience and now you're turning it around and saying okay i'm going to help people new to this or whatever stage they're at that they're struggling and and that's uh that's great and good for you awesome thank you <laughs> <laughs> how have you worked with retirement homes to promote teamwork and better work environments for employees 
Well, teamwork comes natural to me. That's that's how I like to work. I love to work with people. I love to have conversations. I like going places together. I do not enjoy working alone. Um, uh, so so for me, this was a given. Um, and, and when you work in a retirement home, you have to work as a team. You know, if you don't, things will break down. If one person in the team is not doing their jobs, others will need to pick up the slack. Uh, uh, all the residents need to get uh, their meals on time, all the suites need to be cleaned, all the uh, systems need to work. And, um, uh, you know, you can't afford to have people, the, the team not working together or else things will break down. And it's not only inside your team, it's, it's also between departments, the, the dietary team, the healthcare team, the the housekeeping team, they all need to work together or else, again, things break down. The, the dietary team has to know uh, from the wellness team, what are the people's food uh, uh, sensitivities? What can they eat? What can't they eat? Uh, the, the, the recreation needs support of the uh, dietary in, in planning events. The marketing needs everyone to work together. Uh, um, so, so yeah, uh, teamwork is just essential. And, and, and from my perspective, uh, um, you know, seeing the person uh, in your team members is, is, is the way uh, to build good teamwork. When, when, when you believe in your team, when, when someone is not performing, it's usually not because they want to cause damage. It's not because they're lazy. It's because something's wrong. They, they either have a problem or they don't understand the assignment or something is wrong in the situation for them. So if, if you see people as people, that's, that's, that's the, the, the immediate assumption. Something's wrong, let's see how we can support them. And that's how you create teamwork. And, and you know, I, I tend to, 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 um, to make very strong personal connection with people on my team. So when you have a personal connection with your team members, you want to support them. You want to help them uh, when, you know, it's, it's, it's teamwork just happens. And, and I, I like to tell a story about a, a colleague I had in my, in my previous, in one of my previous roles. I, I really didn't like him. I thought he was, he was trying to make my life hard for me. Uh, I didn't like the way he was making decisions. I really did not like him. And then we had a company event where we brought, uh, all the families were invited. And all of a sudden I met him and his wife and his kids, not in a work environment, but on a personal environment. And he was so nice. And he had an amazing wife and a bunch of beautiful, smart, well-behaved kids. And all of a sudden it completely changed my outlook on him. I, I did stop looking at, looking at him as someone who's trying to cause me trouble. And he became someone who's trying to do his job the way he sees it. So I, I seriously think that, that personal, seeing people as people and not as employees uh, really helps teamwork. That was beautifully stated. Um, no, really it is, Mary. <laughs> Um, you know, it, here's the thing, you know, when we were working hard with, 
healthcare organizations that caring support and and a lot of times when we're unpacking their recruitment processes and everything and a lot of times i'm i'm asking some stuff that people go you know what what i like about you guys is you is you make us really think and you push us outside our comfort zone because not many people talk about emotional intelligence not many people talk about like how do you see these people like you know whatever there's great people everywhere the question is is are they working in a way where the leadership really helps find the greatness in them rather than mm-hmm. going looking to say oh this person's working out like haven't you thought about sitting down and trying to understand where they're coming from and what problems they're encountering i love what you just shared there that's just so beautiful because it reminds me a lot of you probably know simon sinek's work right yeah. Yeah. So I'm a big fan. And and it's where I was listening to Simon Sinek say that, because that's the kind of stuff that he's talking about when it comes to how we should see people and not just think about, oh, we're getting rid of this person that's not working out or whatever it might be. Then, you know, you change the environment and then all of a sudden you're like, you see this person in a whole new light and realize that there's greatness here. Um, so yeah. good on good on you. And that's such a great <laughs> message to share when you consult to get people in HR, in leadership, and everything to start viewing things with a different perspective and different mindset. I love that. Awesome. Good for you. Thank you. So teamwork is really only something that's possible when you have good leadership. And being a manager or a boss um, versus a leader are two totally different things that affect workplace across the world. It doesn't matter if you're in healthcare or if you're just, you know, a marketing manager or whatever. If you if you are don't know the difference between a manager and a leader or a boss and a leader, it can make your job pretty difficult. So why is it important to make that distinction between being a boss or a leader? And how can management teams at retirement homes ensure they're leading their teams instead of being that boss and creating those negative environments? <sighs> yes, that's that's that's. <laughs> That's an important topic to, to, to unpack. And so, you know, when you say manager, I'm thinking someone who tells you what to do, how to do it, when to do it, leaving you no room for creativity, for taking initiative. When, I'm, when I say leader, I'm thinking someone who points the direction we want to go and then convinces people to work together and follow them there. I feel like that's the real distinction between between the two. And um, when I worked with leaders who were like that, who, who were uh, giving us freedom, I thrived, I developed, I was happy. So I'm a firm believer in the golden rules. You do unto to others as you want them to do unto you. So be the kind of boss you want to have. If this is the environment you thrive in, that's the environment your team will thrive in. So, so 100%, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's being the boss you want to have. Uh, and, and that's also a, a Simon Sinek thing. Hmm. Um, uh, and listen, today we're in an, an era where there's way more job openings and, than, than people looking for employment. So so it's harder to to hire and and if you want to hire good people and you want to keep them you you got to earn their trust you you want them to follow you you want them to stay with you so uh, we're we're past managers and we're into the leaders era uh, and in terms of 
how to go about doing that. My approach was always that, um, you know, how I worked with my team and how I encouraged them to do this with their team uh, is, you know, I surround, surrounded myself with people who had experience, who knew what they were doing. And I just saw my job, not as telling them what to do, but rather to be someone who helps, supports, removes obstacles. And, and, and when I hired people into my team, that's what I told them. You know, my head, my head office team, I would tell them, we are not the bosses. We are here to serve. Uh, we are a resource. Uh, and, 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 you know, I modeled this behavior and, and I think uh, it became the company culture. And, and I sincerely believe that it's true in every department. The cooks don't need a boss to, to tell them how to cook. They know how to cook. They have the technical abilities. They need someone to ensure that they have the right tools in order to to make the food. They need somebody to help them identify when things are not working and work with them to, to find a solution. And, and again, the nursing team, they know way better what's going on in the time at home than, than, than the head office team. They know where the problems are. They sometimes even know how to fix them. And all you have to do is, is talk to them, work with them. And, and you know, some people say, well, they, they don't see the big picture. Well, Talk to them about the big picture, you know, bring them in, tell them, here's what we're concerned about. How does that play into your thoughts? So, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all in favor of, of, of leading, of bringing people in on, on, on making this a, a, a team sport. Yeah. Oh, man, Mary, you're awesome. I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> no, think about it. Like, here's the thing, like, when we're talking HR, they're very often, well, yeah, okay, you know, you guys got a retention, a turnover problem. And they're like, yeah, well, they laugh. And I said, any idea why a lot of these people are leaving? And they're like, oh, it's more money. Okay. And then I say, can I ask you a question? And I say, yeah, don't take this the wrong way. Are you sure about that? Like, what do you mean? Well, did right. you talk to them? Well, no, they're already gone. So that's an assumption. Right. And mm. they're like, well, sure, it was about the money, wasn't it? Is it possible? that it could have been something else. The old adage of people don't leave a bad company, leave a bad boss, is very true. Yeah. And yeah. and I tell people, try not to be a boss, be a leader. A leader is to, there to inspire and create more leaders. And so you're right, you create those atmospheres where people feel like I can thrive, where they're heard, respected, cherished, cherished and appreciated. And they feel part of something special. They're made aware. They don't have to make those executive decisions. They don't have. They don't want to have to carry that responsibility either. But they'd sure like to to have an organization that says we really care what you think. You tell us what you think needs to change, or what do we need to do, or how do we inspire other people, or how do we do better, you know, a patient delivery of service, et cetera. I and they'll tell you, you know, and then and then they'll feel yeah. like, oh my God, I helped build this new solution. So yeah. it's the teamwork in action. And um, yeah, you know, that's what we do with caring support. Everybody on this team, we don't care if they're an owner or an employee, everybody contributes and everybody can and please tell us exactly what you think, not yes, sir, no, sir, crap. We don't do that yeah. because it's very yeah. important. The only way we're going to get better is if we're wi willing to listen and then change. That's the only way we'll get better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, 
You kind yeah. of touched on this a little bit already, but did you have any other advice that you would offer to people and teams that want to be great leaders and, and change the workplaces that they have? Uh, you know, I, I never get uh, tired of telling stories about my old best boss ever in Israel. Uh, and, and what was amazing about him is that he gave us a lot of room and a lot of freedom to do our job. And this was a completely new experience for me. He trusted us. He delegated stuff to us. He gave us large projects and responsibilities. And he, you know, he, he was there. He, he supported us if we needed help. But if we didn't, he just let us run with stuff. And, and I learned so much from this man. And, you know, until he came along, we were selling condos. So every condo that was sold, I would review the contract. I would run the, the economic analysis. I would run, write down a summary, give it to my boss, and he would sign the contract. When this new boss came along, he said, you read it, you analyzed it, you wrote a summary, sign it. Uh, uh, you know it better than me. Why, why, am I, why am I the one signing it? And it was just like, oh, wow, yes. Uh, all of a sudden, this was mine. It, it was mine from start to finish. And it, did, it, it just only caused me to be more careful because now it was my responsibility. And so I, I'm, I'm, I, I think this is, this is a role model. Uh, uh, um, this is how we should all work. You know, he was the conductor of the orchestra. He didn't need to play all the instruments. He needed to right. make sure that everything worked together. And right. yeah, I, I think that's, that's the way to do it. That's a good analogy. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I, I usually use all these other ones and everything and use them when we're talking to customers, but I, I like that a lot. That's good. I might use that. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. Thanks, Mary. <laughs> so we're winding up this episode here today. Is there anything else that you would like to tell us about, talk to us about, let us know? So, uh, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I always... Uh, um, I'm always happy to support people, to help people. And, and you know, I want the people listening to this uh, recording or watching us uh, to know that that I sincerely believe that the way I grew in my uh, career is curiosity, is asking questions, it's sharing knowledge. And, and and when you're starting starting out, don't be afraid to ask questions because people love sharing, people love helping. Yeah. Give people the opportunity to help you. Um, uh, uh, I always wanted to learn, uh, and I really think that's what paved uh, the road for me. Uh, and if you're following me around on LinkedIn, you will see that I constantly say, if I can help you with anything, reach out to me. And it's surprising how many people actually take me up on this. And I get direct message for this person and that person saying, I have a question or can I just chat with you for a bit? And yeah, sure you can. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, now that I started ClearPath, I'm supposed to be uh, more uh, careful with my time and, and make sure that I charge for my services. But no, if, if, you, if you want 30 minutes of my time, if you want to ask me a question, if you're starting your career and, and 
want someone to talk to, reach out to me. From from uh, from caring uh, caring support's point of view, it's been really great having you on our podcast. Uh, really appreciate you sharing this with us because this is very very important. Thank I, you. I really, yeah, thank you so much for all of your kind words and and thank you for this opportunity. This was fun.